Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, it, it sucks, man. It's a reminder of how fragile life is and can be at times. And, you know, this is my first show back since Friday. And, you know, I was thinking about, okay, what are we going to do? Talk Daniel Jones and talk about the Jets situation and how they folded and all those different things. And Correa with the Mets, which we still could do. I mean, I'll let you guys decide that if you want throughout the course of the next five hours. But... After watching Monday Night Football, and what was bizarre for me is that it was my last night off, you know, before I go back to work, which today it's now officially Wednesday, but I was going back to work at SNY on Tuesday, yesterday, and then here tonight, so kind of the same day. So I was home with my wife after being, you know, home after doing the morning show all last week, and I'm like, all right, this is the last night with my wife. We'll watch a movie or whatever she wants to watch. So we did. We had a show on, and then she went upstairs because, I don't know, the baby was either woke up or something happened to where I had a window to put on the football game. And I happened to put it on, and I almost made it because I liked the Bills in that game, and then they, they were down early, so I was trying to wait for a commercial break so I could bet the game live. And I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't want to bet. I don't want to ruin anything. Let's just enjoy the night here. But I'm watching the game, and then I see that play with DeMar Hamlin getting hurt. I was like, holy crap. Like, it just looked, obviously, it didn't look normal. And then, you know, my wife came back down and it was thinking about switching back. But then you started to see the severity of what was going on. And you just obviously couldn't turn it off because you're like, what the hell are they going to do? What is happening here? Usually you don't see that. You get even if an ambulance comes out, which we've seen plenty of times before. But guys give a thumbs up, they get carted off, and the game goes on. But in this particular case, when you're talking about the CPR, when you're talking about the players crying and the way that everybody was reacting, it is just like I don't remember ever seeing something like that before, and it's clearly scary. And my wife, who happens to be uh, like a clinical researcher for 
hearts and things like that. That's what you know she did before she um, you know had the baby. So she's telling me about her insight, and who, and who the hell knows at this point? Like we could only go on the information that we know, and the information, unfortunately, is that Hamlin is still in critical condition and he's not breathing on his own, which is not good. But you know, to see that happen in that setting is it was sickening, and you know, it, it starts out thinking, all right, well, he'll be all right. Just a little injury. Hey, it happens. And then it's like, oh my God, this is just not good. And how do you resume? And I know people were getting caught up and, oh my God, why does the NFL just cancel the game? Like, relax. That That's not, right now, you know, at the time, people are trying to figure out what the hell is going on here and how they're going to save this kid's life. And everybody's, oh, they got to make a decision instantly. No, it, it's obviously they're not going to play the game under these conditions, like that's obvious. You, what do you need to be told that? Use some friggin' common sense. So, and ESPN, to their credit, did, I thought, to a person, did an excellent job, whether it's Buck, Aikman, Salters, uh, Ryan Clark, uh, you, you name it, Scott Van Pelt, whoever. They all did a, everybody in the studio, a Booger and Susie Colbert, everybody. They They did a great job handling the whole situation. And it was just one of those things where you get, caught up in watching, and you, you you start to feel, obviously, for Hamill. And then you see that his mother was there. I mean, it just doesn't get more heartbreaking than that. And hearing that she went to the hospital with him in there, it's just like, you, you can't believe that that's real life. Because sports, I don't know about for you, but for me, sports has always been the thing that is an escape, right? Like, people ask me, oh, you don't watch the news? No, I don't. I don't watch the news. I don't get into the the BS of politics. I don't read the front of the paper. I don't do that because I don't want to. You could say you have your head in the sand and you're ignorant. And yeah, that is true. Well, I choose to be that because I don't like what I see when I watch the news. I don't it doesn't make me feel good. No, a lot of times sports don't make you feel good either with the losing teams that we root for. But anyway. It doesn't make me feel good. So I always turn to sports for an escape, for an escape from life's harsh reality, from life's difficulties. And whatever it is, you have a long day at work, you know, you're fighting with a family member, you're fighting with a friend, whatever it may be. Somebody gets sick, you have to care to them. There are a billion different things. You know, you go through it. Everybody goes through it. Nobody is is free of that. And if you have been free of it, one day you won't be. It'll catch up to everybody. At some point, you're going to have something that's going to be a a difficult thing in life. And I always thought about this, too, even as a kid, where there are these moments that happen in the course of life that change everything in an instant. Now, some may not be to the extreme. It could be just something as... You know, simple as breaking a leg or getting into a car accident that's not, you know, obviously a matter of life and death. Whatever it may be. There are certain things or you get some bad news on the phone. Whatever it is. There are certain things that happen. Events happen throughout the course of your life that change things the way that they were going or the way that you knew them to be at that moment. And then you have to adjust. And sometimes those things are really, really big things. And what we saw on Monday Night Football was a big thing. And you, you you should be able to, at least if you can't relate, 
empathize to what Hamlin and his family are, are going through. I mean, that's just a horrific thing. It's sickening. As I said, watching it is just your your heart breaks for him. It's terrible. And, you know, you, you think about his family and what they're doing. Obviously, you think about his teammates and you think about, you know, even the sport just moving forward. Not that that's important, but these guys, and I've said this for years consistently. You know, my mother never let me play football growing up for a reason. And I get that this is one in two million or whatever the actual odds are that something like this would happen. But football is a dangerous sport. Now, other sports are dangerous too. Hockey, same thing, you know, similar to with, with contact and you get hit with a puck or you get slashed with a skate. Like we've seen catastrophic things happen. But with football, you know, I've always said of all the sports, that should be the one that the contracts are guaranteed. It just doesn't make any sense to me. How guys that risk their lives, you know, baseball players are not necessarily, and I get that anything could happen there too. You get hit in the face with a fastball. That was very dangerous. But they're not risking their lives the way that football players are every time the ball is snapped. And that is just a, it's another reminder of how dangerous the sport can be and that while it's not likely to happen very often, while it hasn't happened to that severity very often, it can happen at any moment. But back to the original point was that sports are supposed to be an escape from this type of stuff. And when it becomes a disturbing story the way that this has, and, you know, look, uh, there is not a, and you could get caught up in watching the Rangers last night, or you can, you know, because that provides obviously another escape or another distraction. You could think about Correa and the Mets or the Yankees and Sabian or, you know, whatever, the Jets, uh, you know, the way that they cough their season up and look at the Giants and get excited about their postseason. Sure, you're allowed to do that. And you can call me and talk about that. I'm going to be here till 5 a.m. But there isn't a person right now, maybe in general, but certainly in sports, that is not thinking of DeMar Hamlin and that situation. And it just feels like, as a whole, the sports world is waiting on every possible update that we get and you know last night you had his marketing PR guy tweeting about it which I thought was in poor taste and then you know last night uh, earlier you know this evening you had Hamlin's uncle tweeting about his status and you know I don't I'd rather hear from you know the family released a statement which I thought was nice and Obviously, everybody wants updates, so they're probably getting bombarded with stuff, and reporters are trying to get the information and everything else, but we really don't have a choice but to wait until the family lets you know exactly what is going on. And when I mean family, I mean the immediate family. I don't need to hear the uncle talking to some reporter where the uncle's trying to explain what's going on. We need facts from whether it's the NFL or the Hamlin family, so... It's just a but but as a sports world, we're just kind of waiting and hoping and praying that we get the news. And I'm telling you, I was sick last night. Every time they came back from commercial break, every time I refresh Twitter, I'm and maybe it's just me expecting the worst, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. And I was it actually made me physically ill, like waiting to see that 
the news, waiting for an update to see what was going on. Now, as maybe it's gone on here for a little over 24 hours, I guess there seems to be some hope and some positive developments, although I don't know necessarily myself by reading that. It doesn't seem very positive to me. Maybe it seems like there's more hope than what we initially thought, but it's just a sickening situation. And I don't know how everybody's going to move on. I mean, I'm not saying that they need to cancel the games for week 18, but do you think it's going to feel normal to play them? Is it is it going to be okay to play the games? And does it depend on the status of Hamlin? I do feel like if DeMar Hamlin, all of a sudden it comes out that he's okay and he's breathing on his own and seems to be positive signs, then maybe it's a little bit easier to transition to getting back to playing football with obviously him on our minds. But what happens if not? What happens if things stay the same or, God forbid, get worse? Then what? And then obviously you know it's not going to be shut down forever. But at what point is it okay to move on? This is uncharted territory. And obviously it's bigger than sports. You know, nobody gives a bleep about your fantasy team right now. And I get that that's what is an escape for you and what you may care about. But the reality is it doesn't mean anything. You're talking about, and I think it was Scott Van Pelt who said this last night, you're talking about a life and death situation. Well, how many times have we heard that expression throughout the course of our lives? Well, it's not life and death. You are. It's not life and death. It's just a sport. It's just a game. It's not life and death. Relax. It's not a life and death. And you really maybe don't think about what that expression actually means until you hear it the other way. And when Van Pelt used it, this is a matter of life and death. It was either Van Pelt or Joe Buck. I forget. I'm pretty sure it was Van Pelt, though. But either way, whichever one of them used it, they deserve credit for it. And it was an accurate statement. It's a matter of life and death. And I just don't know how you move on from from that thought, especially now. Like, we're roughly 24 hours removed from the incident itself. I don't think you just be like, all right, well, it's time to move on and talk about some baseball today. What do you got for me? 877-337-6666. We will try to entertain, as we always do. We'll try to provide an escape outside of DeMar Hamlin. But for me, it's at the forefront of my mind. And I, you know, selfishly want to know. I think, you know, everybody else is curious as well. But I'm just saying, like, for me, I want want to hear the news that he's good to go, that he's okay. And we could all exhale a little bit and say, all right, well, we hope he gets better. But the fact that he's going to be okay, I don't. I'm not going to feel comfortable until I hear that. And I'm pretty sure that I'm not alone with that. 877-337-6666. And what does it mean? You can call and talk about whatever you want tonight. What does it mean for the future of football? I mean, I don't believe that this is going to be a thing that is forgotten one way or another anytime soon. And I know football is king and football rules and gambling and all that stuff. But the physical nature of the sport with the you know, and this is a, a, a cardiac arrest situation where we're not even talking about the common theme, which is concussions. I mean, how long is this going to continue? This is going to go on forever? Uh, they could try to bring the safety all they want. It's a violent sport. I don't know. It sucks. And thoughts and prayers, of course, with Jamar Hamlin and his family. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I mean, obviously, I watched the Jets and the Giants uh, on Sunday and was disappointed with the Jets, of course. I actually thought that they were going to go to Seattle and win that game and keep their season alive for the time being, and they did not. They, They played an awful game, and be careful what you wish for. You want a Mike White? Well, you got him. Now, I'm not saying he's 100%. I'm not blaming him. It's not all him, but that plays to the point that I've been trying to make about the Jets is that they're not just a quarterback away. And we'll get into who I think that quarterback should be throughout the course of the show. But the Giants and Daniel Daniel Jones deserve a ton of credit. And you look, we knew they would make the postseason. At least you felt that that was going to be the case for a while. And really, once they tied Washington the first time, and then once they beat him in Washington, that was it. But the tie, believe it or not, although we looked at it as a bad thing at the time, that was the biggest key. And as long as they didn't lose that game, they were going to be okay with their standing in the NFC. But anyway, they went into Washington and won, and then they did what they should have done and had to do against the Colts in a game where Daniel Jones, to me, was the best that he's ever been. And that is a great sign. And... Not that um, this is not the time to knock Daniel Jones, but I'm not going to say whether I believe he's a franchise quarterback or not. It really doesn't matter. What matters right now is the results that the Giants have gotten with Daniel Jones at quarterback. And Brian Dable, you want to credit him, you want to credit Jones. Obviously, it's a combination of the two. 
it doesn't really matter what you think beyond right now. Look at what Daniel Jones has done with this Giants team. And we're going to get a chance to watch him in the postseason. And we're going to see what they could do. And in all likelihood, he's going to be back next year and probably beyond. And we'll find out. So I'm not saying their decision has been made, but I think it's pretty obvious that with the quarterback play around the league, with the way Daniel Jones has handled himself this year, the way he's played, I would be surprised at this point if the Giants went in a different direction at the end of the year. And that's saying something. You know, think about it. The Giants' failure of a GM picked a better quarterback than the guy who everybody loves in this town as a GM with Joe Douglas. Gettleman hit on Daniel Jones, huh? And again, I'm not going nuts over the top because of one game, but you look at what the Giants have done this season. You look at what Daniel Jones... Here's the thing. Can he be a franchise quarterback? Can he be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Don't know. But I do know this. He can take a team to the postseason because that's what he's done. 877-337-6666. Kevin is calling from Queens. What's up, Kevin? Hello, Captain. Welcome Kevin, back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Kev. Good to hear from you. Hey, likewise, man. We were missing you. Well, now, yeah. before we get into business, how come these girls are near choose to have a space in the radio station? Who? We love that girl. Danielle, the girl. Oh, Danielle? Yeah. What she's about good. her? She's like that. She's good. She's like you. I'm not sure how to respond to that. Like, how come she doesn't have a space in the radio station like a show she, like you? She and, does. And doesn't, like doesn't she have, doesn't she do a regular weekend shows? Oh, that's why, that's why. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, but listen, um, get into a business. Um, I send my prayers to Hamlet and all his family. I hope the guy can get up from that bed. Too young, you know, to be lost. Let's cross our fingers, you know, in prayers, and that game can wait. I agree with you. Like, at this point, that Bengals-Bills game doesn't matter. No, and I don't think they're going to play the Bengals-Bills game, but it doesn't matter. Like, I just, for the NFL, Kevin, really to move on here, which they're going to have to do at some point, they better, we need good news. You need to hear that he's okay because I don't know how they're going to move on. You know, maybe it'd be a little different if this were week five and they could shut it down for a few weeks and reassess. I don't know how. If this thing goes the wrong way, how you just bounce back up next week and say, oh, the postseason's here. I, I don't know how they're going to do that. It's a very – it's unprecedented. It's a, complic- it's a complicated situation, but they, they, they're doing the right thing, but at this point, like, kind of having a hold up on that game. Mm. You know? Listen, how about those Giants? Giants have been – look, they've had a great year. Nobody expected them to be this good. Now – I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but even coming over here, you know, listening to Keith on the way over from SNY, Giant fan calls up, does, but, oh, the last couple times we got in the playoffs, we were, you know, big underdogs when we went on the Super Bowl run. Like, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. So calm down. But that, no, doesn't no, ma- no. but that doesn't matter. It's a great season. This has been a great success of a season in year one with Joe Shane and Brian Dable. The Giants have been a mess of an organization for the last five, six years, whatever it's been. Everything now, order has been restored. And there is promise once again for the Giants. And you're going to get to watch a playoff game. We're going to see Daniel Jones in the postseason. 
I agree with you. Like, this year was supposed to be throw the process in the Giants. Like, they beat the ass. And nobody was expecting them to make the playoffs. Right. So, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm satisfied with what they've done. But now you see the reason why I'm not a Jets fan. <laughs> the Giants, they make the impossible a possibility. The Jets, they, they could give them all the weapons. I don't know what is wrong. I think it's ownership. I wouldn't blame the front office. I wouldn't blame the coaches. I think it's ownership. A team needs uh, a real owner, like 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 a Steve Cohen, an owner that believes in his team, like a fan. You know, that's what the Jets need. They, as long as they have this guy Johnson, I don't like Woody Johnson, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think a lot of Jeff fans. And thank you for the call, Kev. Good to hear from you. Happy New Year. I don't think a lot of Jeff fans love the current ownership situation. What I would say is this: the the Mets being bought by Steve Cohen, that is, I don't know the exact odds, but it is so unlikely to have a sale of a franchise like that. You know, Nick fans have been hoping that that was going to be the case with Dolan basically since he took over. I mean, you've been waiting on that for 20-plus years, and you can call and complain about it all you want, but the reality is it's not changing. Jim Dolan is not going to sell the team. And I used to say the same thing about the Mets, but here we are, and they did sell it, and... You couldn't ask for a better owner than Steve Cohen, but it's not like he's just going to start blowing everybody over and saying, hey, you know what, uh, let me buy Dolan out, let me buy Woody Johnson out. It's just not going to happen. So as a sports fan, I never liked the idea of going after the owners. While you could acknowledge that they may be part of the problem, it's not changing. The owner, in all likelihood, isn't going to change. So then it comes down, okay, well, the owner hired Joe Douglas, right? And everybody likes Joe Douglas for the Jets. Which leads me to, well, if you love Joe Douglas, you trust Joe Douglas, right? It's fair to say you trust Joe Douglas. Then let him have the proper time to develop his number two pick properly. Bill is calling from Long Island. What's up, Bill? Hey, Sal, I wanted to get your thoughts on something. This guy, the last guy stole my thunder. But what I wanted to ask you was, um, is it possible that this injury, and, and I agree with you, Sal, and I really appreciate what you're saying, because I'm like on the edge of my, I, all I want to do is hear how good this guy's doing, even my wife, don't even follow football. Right. She's like, did, you hear what, did you hear anything? Did you hear anything? You know? So my question to you, Sal, is this, <clears throat> is it possible that this was just a really freak accident, but does it really address the toughness of football? Because they've done so many things, Sal, to address this, the, the roughness of it. You know, we see roughing the pass. So you can't. I think, you know, James, uh, the, the guy that got Mike White, he seemed to really get leveled. And with yeah, he took a beating. He took a beating with his ribs, obviously. And we know that that's kind of... Normal. I, you know, I don't know the answer, Bill. I mean, I've I've read all the stuff on it that this is, you know, right. one in two million. Right. We also don't know all the details. We know that he went into cardiac arrest, but right. I mean, I right. I don't know. Is, is is have we ruled out the fact that there's a a prior condition an under you know that we didn't know about? Like I I don't I, I don't know. Is this just from the impact of the hit? So it's all speculation, and I don't want to get into that, but obviously it's not 
something that we've seen happen often to this severity, but also it's the nature of the beast. I mean, we've seen ugly looking head injuries as recently as this year with Tua with the head injuries nonstop, you know, the way his hands are moving. Like we've seen scary stuff. It's, it's a violent sport. Even, even with them trying to clean it up, it's violent. Right, right. Remember Mike Udley when he got when he was paralyzed and, and, and that guy burned from the Jets. So we've seen a lot of stuff, but I agree with you. We never seen anything like this. This was crazy. With this, so sad with everybody crying and stuff. And I don't. And and and, and I. And look, I don't want to mention the guy's name. Everybody knows who, who he is. But this guy took a beating for saying something on Twitter, and uh, you know. And it just goes to show you how sensitive of a, of a thing it is. You really got to think before you speak out there. And I well, appreciate the judge doing that. You do a good job. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate you checking in. We appreciate the call. I Look, you've got to be an absolute freaking moron slash lowlife to tweet anything last night in the heat of the moment that was not prayers and thoughts for DeMar Hamlin. Like, you've got to be a complete bleep, bleep, bleep. And bleep, 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 bleep. I, all the worst things that you could imagine are going through my mind. Like, come on. Whether it's promoting some show that you're on or trying to gain attention. I, I told you I had a problem even with his marketing guy, with Hamlin's marketing guy trying to give an update. I, I, didn't, I thought that that was in poor taste. And to have someone go out there... The fact that you would even put yourself in a position to where you could be misunderstood from a tweet during that last night is just mind-boggling to me how stupid people can be. Sickening, actually. But whatever, it's not about them. You know, I don't know. Remember, as we said before, the words that were used on ESPN, this is a life and death situation. That still is true right now. Hamill is in critical condition. We don't know, A, what's going to happen, or B, what exactly caused this to happen. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Accidents happen, but in the NFL or in football in general, it's a physical, violent sport. There's no way to... Unless you want to go to two-hand touch. They're trying to do it with quarterbacks, which is fine, but they're not doing it everywhere else. Chris is calling from Farmingdale. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Chris. How are you? Many many phone good. Looking forward to many more phone calls to you. Well, I'll be here. (laughs) Hopefully. That is true. For now, <laughs> dot, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I was watching the game last night, and before I get into what I want to get into, I hope everything goes well for this kid. You know, my prayers are, are with him. Um, I, I'm waiting, you know, I'm, I'm checking, you know, online. I'm, I'm looking at the TV, seeing if something positive can, can come out of this situation to where, you know, he's he's released and he's good and, you know, um, he's, he'll be back in the playoffs, you know, something, something good like that. It's just, it's just so sad. It's not, it's something I've never seen at least live. And I've never seen something where I don't even know if it's even happened 
where NFL game was postponed because of injury this bad. I mean, last time you actually see things like this, it's usually in preseason. Well, I don't remember a game being – now, I'm sure that it's happened. And, look, after the pandemic, like, you know, a lot of things changed. We saw a lot of firsts during the pandemic. But I don't remember – first of all, it's a couple of different things. It's a game that's isolated, right? It's Monday Night Football, so everybody's watching that one game. If this happened at 1 o'clock on Sunday – yeah, because it's earlier. Yeah. yeah, well, and there were other games going on. Not everybody is watching that. You'd get word of it. And I'm not saying the game would have continued, but the NFL would have continued to play. And right. that game may have gotten postponed. But the only time, you know, I remember it with Rudy Gobert, right, where they shut down the game because he had COVID, and then he just stopped the game, and that, that basically shut down the world after that. But I don't recall. I'm not saying it's never happened. I don't know if it has. I don't recall ever seeing a game suspended because of an injury and then obviously just not resumed at all. Now, I'm, it probably has happened at some point, maybe many years ago. I don't know, but I don't recall it. And obviously, this is not just an injury. This is, as they said, life and death. I mean, what do you want them to do? They're not going to be able to play the game. And nobody cares about playing the game. There's no way you could get the players out there, nor should they. But it's not even that. Now it's about beyond. Like, how do you there – there is no easy way to do this or right way to do this while you have Hamlin in critical condition. If they said they're going to play all these games, and right now there has been no adjustment made to the Week 18 schedule, I mean, you think that that's the right thing to do? Yeah, it's – you know, it's it's a fine line between – what is morally correct and what is, you know, right for the business. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a tough spot to be in with Goodell. Um, you know, it is. We want. It yeah. is a tough spot. I, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, unfortunately it's, it's nobody's fault. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's a horrible thing that happened. And first and foremost, the most important thing, and there's nobody who disagrees with this. The, the most important thing is Tamar Hamlin and his health. But, you know, unfortunately, life does go on, whether it's us having to do this show and we could talk about it and and think about it as much as we want. But, you know, eventually people are going to start talking about other things, I would think, especially if status stays the same. But the NFL in particular, like, what are they going to do? They, they have to make a decision here. I, I know it's not of import uh, of importance right now, but. Like eventually, something's got to be a decision's got to be made, and it's hard to do that while you have Demar Hamlin in critical condition. Yeah, and and you know this this, while we're talking, this also reminded me of like you know when when the world stopped, uh, when the sports world stopped. You know, nine eleven happened. um, You know, that was what the the first week of football, and I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think the NFL canceled the games, and they're probably putting the same thing like, "Wow, we just started the season now. What do we do?" Like the whole network. They yeah, did. A, it was well. it was week two, if I'm not mistaken, and they canceled all the games in week two and pushed them back to the end of the season. Now that also gave them an entire basically season to map it out. And but here's my question, Chris. And I'm not we're not in, assuming or insinuating anything. Let's just play hypotheticals. Let's say that we get good news tomorrow about Demar Hamlin, right? I think if they, if they say he's breathing on his own, looks promising, he's going to be in the hospital for a while, but it looks promising, then I think you'd feel more comfortable about playing the games this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what happens if there is no news 
they cancel the games this weekend. There's still no update. And then, God forbid, next week we get bad news. Then what? Like, how do you play those games the following week? How the players focus, especially on you, the Bills. You can't. Yeah, and right. You, that's I don't think it's going to go the rest of the season and postseason with that. You know, that's, that's yeah. I, I just... So there's no, there is no good answer. And, you know, obviously we will adjust whatever the, the sports fans are going to adjust to whatever Commissioner Goodell and the NFL decides, and, and we all wait and see the, the status of Hamlin, but there's no good way to do it. If they postpone the games this weekend, and God forbid something goes wrong next week, then what? Well, we postponed last weekend, so we got to play this week. Like That doesn't sit well either. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have the answer, but I just don't know what you're supposed to do, and that's why it's just an unfortunate thing, and obviously... You know, we don't care about the schedule necessarily. We're worried about Hamlin. Everybody will feel better getting good news on DeMar Hamlin because it's just unthinkable to have a 24-year-old kid in critical condition for making a tackle on the football field. Like, it's just hard to believe. Yeah, and and now to get into what I wanted to you know initially talk about, um, you know, up until this, up until that point, I was on a, a really good high. I went to the Giants game Sunday, league, and, I, and I'm telling you, I, I brought the good luck. That was my first game I went to the season, and it was the best game I ever went to. It, ironically, it's funny. Um, you know, stayed, the same was rocking. It felt great. You know, I took the whole day off. Uh, it was a great win. Um, good vibes. And then, you know, the next day, I'm like, well, are the, are the Knicks going to ruin my high right now? And they came, and, and they really showed. You know, you know, I, I know it's, it's, it's you can't trust the team, but – they showed something, even with the Suns being hurt. I mean, it was it was such a good feeling going into that into that night. I was I was like, man, I'm I'm on the this is way to start the new year. And you know, I I just hope both those teams can you know I hope the Giants could could make some noise in the playoffs. And then I hope we could follow it up with you know if whatever happens with the Giants, uh, you know, the next month if they play or whatever. I hope the Knicks can give us a good run too and get us you know into in, into the playoffs. Make make like a six seed. At least, and maybe try, depending on who you play, try to try to get past the first round, or at least make it a series, you know. And then we can get into baseball, and then let's, you know, let's let's get the Mets going this year. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I think you're going to have, and thank you for the call, Chris. Happy New Year! Good to hear from you as always. I think you're going to have, you know, we've talked about this throughout the course of the year. You, it is a good time, which is finally, you know, restoring order in the sports world. It's a good time to be a New York sports fan where you have now the majority of teams being good. You know the Yankees and Mets both coming off of very good years. They're going to be better next year, or at least uh, very competitive. Both have a chance to win it all, and that's all you could ask for. You have the Giants in the postseason, and they are clearly in the right direction. Even with the Jets not making the postseason, there still is more promise shown this year than in years past. Rangers are on fire. Another tremendous win for them. Islanders are good. You know, Devils, at least, you know, they got off to a great start. They've come back down to earth, but still exceeding expectations. It's a good time to be a New York sports fan, but the Knicks are a team who could be a difference maker for this town. You know, obviously, you want to throw in the Nets. Now, again, I, you know, the joke was I, I don't look at them as a New York team, and I still don't, but. I do think the Nets are going to win it all this year. Aside from injury, I think Brooklyn's winning it all. 
They're now a half game back of the Celtics for first place in the Eastern Conference. But when you look at the Knicks, they've been at least competitive. And I guess that's a good thing. Better than, you know, being one of the worst teams in the conference or one of the worst teams in the league as per usual. So it's fun to watch Brunson and Randall and the development of R.J. Barrett. But I don't, you're right, I don't trust them. And even if they do play well, you know, what's the max there? Where are the Knicks going? So, yeah, you'd like to see a postseason appearance and a postseason series, sure. But I still don't trust them. They've been better. They kind of righted the ship this year. But they're still way too inconsistent. And just don't have, to me, that upside that you need to really get hooked in. You want to see the Knicks and Nets first-round matchup? I don't. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Weird to be back on the overnight. I feel like I haven't done this. I think I did one show two weeks ago on the overnight. Maybe it was two. I feel like the last time I was doing the overnight, or I I didn't do the overnight, but I wanted to, was when the Correa stuff went down. And by the way, there really hasn't been any movement on that. Although I guess he did post something yesterday. A picture of his son in a little uh, I Love New York onesie. Which, I mean, come on. That means he's a Met. Correa is a Met. Now, I I would be surprised at this point if the deal doesn't happen. Now, to what extent is the deal going to be? Who knows? But Correa, I would be surprised if he's not a Met at this point. And even if he's not, the Mets are going to be fine. I don't think it's a be-all, end-all. What I... I've said this before. I think the bigger issue, or not the bigger issue, the bigger happening from that whole thing was not the actual getting Carlos Correa. It was the fact that Steve Cohen is willing to do whatever it takes. Because even to me, that exceeded all expectations. That was over the top. And if it's not Correa for whatever reason, it'll be somebody else. Where the Yankees have been the opposite. They're not going over the top. Anyway, I was talking about being back on the overnight. It's just a... Weird adjustment after, you know, having a a bunch of days off for Christmas. And then all last week, I was in for Boomer and Geo along with Jerry. And we did the morning show all week. That is the exact opposite schedule. I was working when I normally would be sleeping, 6 to 10. And you get used to that schedule. And I'll tell you, you got used to that. My wife loved that schedule. Having me home at 11 o'clock. Oh, my God. Not that I was running errands and things like that, because it was a nice balance of helping out at home and taking care of some things that I need to take care of. But my wife loved having me home and, you know, the baby and all that stuff, and it was fun. But then back to reality now where, you know, I get the SNY stuff during the day and now the overnights, and I'm a little worried about making it through this particular show with enough energy to get till 5 a.m. because the first one back. 
Well, his first one was always the toughest. Fleegs, his first time back on the overnight. This is your first time back in how long? Fleegs, because you do mornings for what? December 8th, I think. You went basically a whole month without doing overnights. Welcome back. Almost, yeah. And there were a couple weeks of mornings mixed in, but it was a lot of mornings and a lot of days off. Yeah. And now here we are. (laughs) Back, and it feels like it's been, at one point it feels like it's been a year, and on another note, it just feels like it was a day. Yeah, right. You never left. Exactly. By 3 o'clock, I'll be back in the rhythm. It'll be like an Like, I was in L.A. 24 hours ago, and it feels like I never left the overnights. So you went to the Rose Bowl? I did, yeah. When did you get back? This morning? So we had a red eye that was supposed to leave at 11.30 Pacific time last night, but it got delayed about an hour. So we left around 3.30 a.m. Eastern time. Landed. It was only a five-hour flight. Landed right. eight, around 8.30, 8.45 in the morning. By the time I got home, I ended up getting asleep a little after 10. This is Tuesday morning? This is this morning. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday morning. morning. Slept for a couple hours. Woke up like kind of my normal time for the overnights because I didn't want to sleep the entire day away. And then took a nap before work. And when I woke up, like, ready to come in here, I was out of it. Yeah, I can imagine. That's a lot. Good for you, though. How was, I'm assuming you had a great time? Yeah, so worth it. I mean, obviously, Penn State winning the Rose Bowl. We had fun, even with the weather not being what you would hope for going to Southern California. Have you been before or no? Not to the Rose Bowl, no. My wife had been before when Penn State was there a few years ago. When the year Saquon had the run, I was not there, though. So this was, I mean, it's a... Just beautiful venue, beautiful stadium, seeing it and knowing all the history. It was fantastic. Enjoying an NFL Sunday in California. Like, I get why people go out there and never come back. Giants game starts at 10 mm. o'clock. The Jets were at 1. All the games are wrapped up by 4, 4.15. You have a Sunday night game on while you're eating dinner. And then that's it. 8.30, 8.15, And that's it for the day. You can watch a movie or do what you want. Whatever, or pass about out because you're exhausted from New Year's and all the traveling. But yeah, right. Otherwise, you can, you know, people who just they sit down, they watch those Sunday night shows, they watch movies, whatever, and it doesn't interfere with anything. Yeah, that's... even Saturday, have you know, everybody the Ohio State Georgia game. If you're watching that, it ends right at midnight. Not for us. It ended at nine o'clock. We were at a watch party, and then we drove to the show that we had tickets for on New Year's Eve night. It ended at nine o'clock. Yeah, I always said when I was on my honeymoon in Hawaii uh, several years back, and I was going to say a few years ago. Jesus, a long time ago now, but uh, what twenty seventeen? I think um, that the best was the timing of Hawaii's even more so, and I think it's like, like two more hours. right? Yeah, so the games are starting at nine a.m. Whatever it was, I forget exactly the time. I remember though the uh, Sunday night football game was. Dallas and the Giants in, I want to say it was week one of that NFL season in 2017. And it was like four o'clock at night. And I was, this is great. I go watch this game at the bar by the pool and then afterward go up, uh, go up for dinner. It's beautiful. I mean, even Saturday, I woke up at nine o'clock and the bowl games were already started. So there's just football on TV. And again, it doesn't end so late where it ruins your entire night. Yeah, not bad. The East Coast, I mean, look, I love it here. Uh, I don't never plan on leaving here, but it does has it, uh, have its negatives. Bob is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Bob? Hi, I was just calling you to let you know that um, there was one player that did die back in 1971. His name was Chuck Hughes. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it. Detroit Lions. And it was within, and the Lions were never the same after that. They were never the same. They were in the playoff run. They were never the same after that, after he died. He died right on the field. Now, do you remember watching the game? I was not. I did not watch the game. Yeah. No, I did not see the game. But it was all over the news then. And the Lions were in the hunt for the, the Vikings that year. 
and they were never the same after that one. Yeah, it was 71. I was reading about that yesterday, and thanks for the call, Bob. Appreciate you checking in. I can't speak to the Lions never being the same after that, but, I mean, unfortunately, it has happened before where you mentioned it, Chuck Hughes, um, you know, collapsed on the field and, and died. You know, what's... We watch it all the time, and we don't see – we see injuries and, and nasty injuries, but we don't see things like this, right, this severe. My wife, who, as I told you, just happened to be, you know, watching the show. I flipped it on, and then she saw it, and I was trying to explain to her the – outside of the obvious, like, you know, th- this guy's not in, in good condition right here. She knows that, but I was trying to explain to her the severity of what it meant from the sports perspective. And she was like, what, this hasn't happened before? She was almost surprised that that doesn't happen more often, looking at it from a you know, a, a doctor's standpoint. Well, what do you mean? I'm like, no, this is never, I mean, never seen this before. You watching that game live, Marco? No. I was, um, I was kind of talking to my son. He was having a hard time because it was the first day back at school after whatever, 12 right. days. So didn't want to go sleep. So we were in stories. I was laying with him, talking to him. I did have my phone in my pocket, and I could feel it buzzing every three seconds. And so I'm not that popular for 10 o'clock at night for <laughs> yeah. the phone to be going off. So I knew something was going on, but I didn't know what it was. So by the time I turned on the TV after I left his room, the game had already been postponed at that point. So it was probably a little after 10. So I caught everything in one shot. I didn't see it all unfold in front of you as everybody else kind of did. You know, I just don't, there's no, I mean, look, obviously, first and foremost, it's about DeMar Hamlin and his health. I think we're all kind of yeah. waiting to hear good news. It's right. not, we're not waiting to hear definitively one way or another. We're waiting to hear good news so we could all exhale a little bit and start to move forward, right? What is the NFL supposed to do here? I mean, I just don't. You think they should cancel these games? Like, what are you thinking about this weekend? Uh, I do think, I mean, again, we all can have our opinions. Mm -hmm. I I would say the reason why we probably didn't hear anything, I think they were looking for a little bit more clarity to to hopefully get some good news like you talked about. I think they also want to wait for the Bills to get into the facility, which will be later today on Wednesday, and get a little bit of a feel from them and a little bit of a feel of more of what the condition is with Hamlin. And then kind of go from there. Like, at what point do you think is, obviously, if something goes wrong with Hamlin, I would think you can expect that those games will be canceled. Week 18 will be, or at least postponed a week. I would think if we don't get the news we all want to hear by later today, that I think week 18 gets pushed aside. Okay, so here's my question. Let's say that things stay the same. I mentioned this before, but I'll ask you now. Let's say that things stay the same. Mm Mm-hmm. They postpone, to your point, things stay the same and say, well, we can't play under these conditions to focus on Hamlin's health. Let's say they postpone the games this week, and then, God forbid, next week things go wrong. Then what? I really don't know. That's right, but how do you— I wish—I'll be saying this, and we all, again, we could say what we want. I'm glad I don't have to make this decision. I I readily admit that. I I wouldn't want to make this decision. I don't know what they do at that point. Uh, I, I I feel like you'd almost have to talk to the entire Bills franchise, like the whole organization, like everybody. Maybe, maybe, maybe the players' organization, like, what do you like players' do? association. Yeah. What do you want to do? Like, I, And I know that I, I, it's almost like you're just human to human. Like, 
what do you want to do? Like, do you, do you want to, because sometimes everybody deals with things differently. So like, do you want to go back to work? Do you want to take mm. more time away? Do you want to just say like, let's wait for a couple of weeks and then we'll figure it out then and just leave it open-ended? What do you want to do? Because you're the closest to this situation. You know, maybe it would be easier if the Bills weren't a playoff team. You could just say, you could say end the season the way that it is now with the standings, right or wrong, like it is what it is. You cancel week 18, you don't make up the the Bills-Bengals game, and then you go on in the postseason with the standings being the way that they are now. It's it's not fair, but, I mean, life's not fair. There are worse things, obviously, but, you know, the Bills are one of the teams that got to participate in the postseason as well. Like, how are they going to feel about moving on? Yeah, and I think also, too, you're talking, I mean, Brotherhood Union, all that stuff. I don't think anybody wants yeah. to play. I, I don't think, I right, right now, again, I'm not speaking for them. I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not a football player. I right. don't know. I would think, though, with everything, like none of us, like right now, like to be honest with you, I don't want to watch the game. You know what yeah. I mean? Like nobody well, wanted to see kinda, it last night. Like, like that's kind of the point. It's like, just like we don't like just stop. Like, can we get what the you know some clarity on the situation? Can we hear that Hamlin's okay? Once we hear that, then, then maybe now we can start picking up the pieces and moving forward. But like until we hear that, like uh, again, I don't want to sound trivial, but like who the hell cares? Like it's it's really I get it. We're all into this. This is our livelihood. Mm-hmm. You and I, like sure. all of us here, I get it. But we're also doing this because, you know, let's be fair. I, we didn't want real jobs. Like, we're doing this because I didn't it's want to do. from Right, reality. because this was fun. Like, this was, you know, Mike used to say how many times. Like, they're, they're a toy department. Right. We wanted to be in the toy department. Right. There's a reason that we wanted to be here to do this. This is not that. This is now serious. This is now a, a different situation that, you know, it's hard for any of us to know exactly what and, to do. And there have been times where, you know, I've been doing this for however many years on the air. I mean, I've been in the business near 20 years. But there have been times when I've been on the air where there were things that have happened that I didn't really want to talk about right. that were a main story. It's not that I don't want to talk about this. Or, or, or let me rephrase that. It's not that I want to talk about this, but I feel like I have to – like. I, right. I feel like this needs to be talked about. Like it's I I, do, I can't just sit here right. in good conscience and break down the Jets quarterback situation. I don't feel like I can do that. There were times where maybe I'd want to in other circumstances, but felt like, oh well, I gotta talk about the main story even though I don't want to. But right. this is not that. This is I was legitimately sickened by what happened on Monday night and just the thought of it like God, I feel so horrible for his family, and you, you just like you said. I, I mean, maybe time will heal it one way or another, but I feel like the the quickest resolution is to get good news on Hamlin, and then we could all maybe move on slowly, like you said, peacefully. Can I say this? And I know again, we talk about this stuff, but it, mm-hmm. it's not again. You get into the human aspect of things. Watching it last night, and I got to say, I watched ESPN for. I mean, it must have been 3 o'clock in the morning before right. I maybe turned off the TV. And, and at that point, it was just like, look, i got to turn the TV off because i gotta, I got to turn right. the TV I think off. a lot of people felt the same. And we knew we weren't going to – they had already told us that we no weren't going to get – yeah. that we weren't going to have an update in the old situation because they clarified that. To, but i got to say this, and I know, again, competition be damned. I don't really care. Ryan Clark and Scott Van Pelt, mm. what they were doing last night, I mean – I can't imagine having to do that at the time, real time, live, going through it. And Ryan Clark, especially Scott Van Pelt, handled it unbelievably well. I and think they all navigate did. Buck, that situation. I thought was great. Everybody, everybody yeah. was great. But Ryan Clark, especially, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Sal, sitting on my couch, and like I said, I was late to it, so I mm. got all of it in one shot. So it was kind of like, whoa, what, ha- what, what? Like everything was just kind of bombarding because I, I didn't get that 
unfortunate, whatever it was, that 10 to 15 minutes where everybody was like, wait, what's going on? What's going on? I got hit with all of it in one shot. And Ryan Clark, I felt like I was almost in tears sitting yeah. on my couch listening to him. And it was like, I, I can't believe he's able to voice this as well as he is and to take the perspective of just being a person and as a former player. I mean, I was honestly emotional yeah. listening to him sitting on my couch where I, I couldn't believe how well he was able to come across because that's a situation where, I mean, I don't know about you, I, can't, I don't handle those things real well. Like when there are really difficult times, like I'm not the guy to come sit there and, mm. and kind of walk you through it. When I'm struggling with it myself, right. I can do that maybe tomorrow and we can discuss it. But right at now, the time, like I almost need like, you know what, give me 10 minutes, let me recoup. And let. And he was just raw and he was out there. And I really, I mean, to the point where I was, like I said, I, I was so moved by him and, and how he was able to do that. And I'll be honest, like I'm not that guy. Like I'm not overly mushy or whatever. Mm -hmm. He was, I've, I, I'm, I'm in awe. Yeah. Of how well he handled last night. Yeah, I thought they, I touched on this a little bit earlier, I thought that they all hit the, struck the right tone or chord or whatever the right. the phrase is there. It's a very difficult spot and trying to paint that picture and keep people updated where there are no updates and I, I thought they did a good job with it. But either way, we just, you, you hope and pray and cross your fingers that we get good news with Hamlin and you know, you could kind of move on and be at at peace at least in in our own minds here, and 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 hope the best for him and his family. But you just don't know. And until then, the sports world is waiting on the news from Demar Ham. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.